Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 6th, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. I trust that all of you had a fantastic weekend, spending time with your family, and enjoying the 4th of July holiday. And of course, even though in a large portion of the U.S. we're all still under some type of quarantine regulations, I hope that you guys still had that opportunity to just really, really have um, some fun times. And if nothing else, to just pamper yourself and get that rest that you need it. Now, as a reminder, if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for the week, guess what? Ladies, you've got to do it. And, you know, we're going to talk about that as it pertains to today's topic in just a little bit. But it's just so important that you become a queen of proactivity. And what that means is, you know, trying your very best to do things ahead of time because it's going to minimize, reduce that stress level. It's going to help you feel more in control, which is so very, very important. So I want you guys to remember that. So for the rest of this month, we're going to continue to talk about the power of me, but we're also going to be talking about ways to get more clients, ways to make things happen um, from an activity standpoint in your business. So today, I'm going to be sharing with you guys three ways to increase your productivity. And as you know, productivity is the way in which you process your your work. How do you get things done? And sometimes we can have the best intentions to get all of these things done that we have on our list starting out on a Monday. And when we get to Friday, we look up and nothing has been done. And so I want First of all, I want you guys to understand what you need to be focusing on, first and foremost, in your business. And as the CEO, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're focusing on some things. So we're going to be talking about all of that. And so this is such a good time right now to switch over on another line and call at least one friend, girlfriend, family member, business associate that you know would love to be in a positive environment and receive information that they will be able to put to use right away. So go ahead and give them the phone number to dial in. And for those of you with a pen in hand, it is 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. Two five eight nine. Go ahead and um, let other people know that the successful radio show is live and on the air. And if you're in front of your computer, you can just simply go and do just a short splash on Facebook. Hey, I'm listening to Successful Radio, Successful Woman Radio. Join me, and then give the phone number again. It's three four seven six three seven two five eight nine. 
love guys and to recommend the show to your teams, to uh, other businesses that you're networking and connecting with. So, again, a big heart and a big I love you. Thank you so very, very much. Well, I want to send a big shout out to Sandra Morneau. Um, she just really, uh, really gave us some really good information last week as we discussed becoming financially savvy. You know, it's so important as CEOs of businesses that we understand the importance of being in the know about all things financial, especially when it comes to our business. Why is that? Because sometimes, ladies, we stray away from looking at our books, or we may not even have a bookkeeping system in place, right? And sometimes we thinking that if, if I really haven't had many sales comments, looking at my my books, what's the use of looking at my check account? But again, I want you guys to really understand something, and that is that your numbers will never lie to you. If you're trying to grow your business, if you're tr- if you're trying to be a responsible CEO, you're trying to practice true leadership in your business, then hands down, you must become a financially savvy businesswoman. You must be in the know about your numbers and and what it's going to take for you to get to certain areas of sales in your business. How many leads do you need coming in on a monthly basis? All of those things are so very, very important. And we can't run away from those things. We need to be running to those things because that's what's going to help us to become, guess what, wealthy women. The more comfortable we get with numbers, the more we understand about numbers, the more aha moments we will have as far as how to create our wealth, how to move ourselves from a five-figure to a six-figure, from a six-figure to a seven-figure and above. And so, again, this is very key. And I want you ladies to really, really understand this because oftentimes as business owners, you know, we, we stay so busy with all of the busy work from the administrative side, I think sometimes we do that is because it makes us feel like we're getting work done. It makes us feel like we're actually contributing and doing something. When in actuality, sometimes we're not working in the right areas of our business. We're not we're not doing the right things as CEOs. And so again, um, a big shout out. Uh, to Sandra Morno, who really gave us some good information about numbers and things that we need to look at from a tax perspective, bookkeeping perspective. And um, if you want to listen to that broadcast, you can visit us at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's womenaboutbiz.net. And then just click on podcast and you will be able to listen to the previous broadcast from last Monday. It's 12.07 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and I want to welcome all of you who are new to the show. We really appreciate you being with us, and we want you to go ahead and mark in your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon. It is just so very important that women have a place that they can come to to set their top of their week off right, get some really good ideas about making things happen in their business. And at Successful Woman Radio Show, that is exactly what we want to be to you. So let's get that done. 
Um, so much is going on. First of all, a big shout out to all of those people who have been following up with me, asking me how I'm feeling. And for those of you that didn't know it, I've been under the weather for like the last four weeks almost. Um, and I am so much better. A big thank you to all of you for your prayers. And so many of you always send me hearts and shout outs via text. And I really, really appreciate that. So I'm feeling a lot better. Um, and I really appreciate all of the support. So, so much is going on in the world today. So much is going on since the quarantine has happened, since COVID-19 has happened, right? And so some things that I just want to remind all of you of, okay? First of all, we all know that they have not discovered um, a vaccine for this yet, Right? And there have been reports of huge outbreaks occurring around certain states again, and um, a lot of states that had their numbers had gone down, the numbers are now going up again. We've been seeing pictures of Florida all over the place with their numbers are certainly going up. And so Florida is looking at cutting back and once again, banning people from the beach. And so again, what we all want to remember is that nothing is worth us losing our lives or getting gravely ill and not being able to take care of our kids. And so whether we like it or not, we have to do what's best for us, right? So that requires us to, again, practice good safety precautions with wearing the mask, continual washing of the hands, um, and minimizing where you're going. You don't really want to go out that much if you don't have to. You really want to just wait because things are not over yet with this virus. And the crazy piece about all of this is here we are almost seven months into the year and pretty much for the large portion of the year we've been quarantined. And here we are now headed into the fall. Uh, we'll be headed into the fall season and then on into the holiday season. And before we know it, we're back into winter right where we started at. And so this is one of the things the experts are saying is that we're headed right back into a flu season again. And so practicing those safety precautions that are already out there is so key. Now, I know how it is, you know, I, I know how it is when you have kids in the house, especially teenagers and below, and they don't want to behave or they want to do what they want to do. And again, one way to get around that is to make sure that you plan out things and schedule things. Having times in your home, such as quiet time, you know, you can have quiet time in your home three to four times a day that represent 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half um, a day, which is very important. So you want to create a schedule for yourself, and you want to make sure that you create a schedule for your children as well. When you need that working time and you need to have three to four hours of quiet time, then that, so be it. You know, let the kids know from, from this time to this time is quiet time. Nobody is going to be running back and forth in the house. There's not going to be a lot of loud music playing. Find some quiet things to do and give them suggestions such as reading, right? Such as 
um, maybe giving them a scheduled movie time, different things that they will be able to do. So very, very important. Your older children, get them involved with mentoring your younger children, letting them read them books and play games with them and do some things with them that's going to not only keep them occupied, but have some sibling bonding going on as well. So again, I want you guys to really think about, if you haven't already, structuring your day. You will be very thankful for that, okay? Very, very thankful for that. I remember I've been a work-at-home mom for a very long time, and my daughter is a grown woman now. She's much older. However, uh, all the way through her teen years, I had established quiet time in my home, uh, and I had a structured schedule, and I had days that we had mommy-daughter time that I would stop everything, and she and I would do things together. And I can't tell you how much that really helped. It helped because it allowed me to be more productive in my business, and then she didn't run in and out of my office, um, you know, yelling, mommy, mommy, while I was trying to talk to people on the phone. So it really even killed things out. And so this is why it's so important, again, to have a structured day. And those of you who are moms, you know what I'm talking about. But sometimes we forget the most simple of things because everything bombards us and the kids are acting up and TV's going on, the radio going on, teenagers with attitudes, preteens with attitudes, and sometimes all of that is going on, and, and it's frustrating you because you can't do your work. You can't have that quiet you need in order to be that CEO role that you need to be. So again, I understand that, and so that's why it's so important for you to get yourself structured, okay? Um, I want to also just remind all of you, I made an announcement last week in reference to Facebook and how uh, Facebook is really doing some crazy stuff with its algorithms. And I just discovered that they really are not allowing a lot of advertisement type posts in your personal page to be seen. You might think that it's being shown, but it's not. So you want to pay close attention to that. And if you are a small business, you want to make sure that you have a Facebook fan page um, and or a group uh, if you are interested in creating um, an authority uh, reputation for yourself, then a group would be good as well. I want to go ahead right now, before we get into our main topic today, which is three ways to increase your productivity, I want to go ahead and also talk to you guys about the holiday season because it is coming up. And I really want you guys to have a successful holiday season. And so one of the easiest ways to do that is to be proactive, as I said before, is to start planning ahead of time. So what you need to understand is that your larger online retailers like Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, Target, some of your big, bigger retailers, they are definitely going to get started early. <clears throat> I think I have a tickle in my throat. Let me get some water. They are definitely going to start early. Um, and so you want to start early. So what is early? Well, a lot of the times around October, they start having pre-holiday sales in October because, you know, October marked Halloween, right? So you'll start seeing them have 
fall sales during the September, October season. And then as October goes down to into November, you'll begin to really see everything happening. All of the holiday graphics, all of the um, e-newsletters coming out, discounts and sales, and all those different things are going to come out. So here's what's important for you to understand. It doesn't matter whether or not you feel your business is compatible with the holiday season or not. If it is, that's fantastic. That means you should really be on the ball, right? But one of the things that you really want to do is it's not about it's not about whether or not you have a holiday relevant business or a business that really is very compatible with the holidays. It's about how can you market during the holiday season? How can you get creative and what can you do to draw people's attention to who you are and what you have to offer during the holiday season? So I'm going to start talking about this starting on next Monday. I'm going to start talking about creating your holiday campaign all the way through usually like the top of October. I continue to talk to you and encourage you to create a holiday campaign for your business. So what I want all of you to do, I want you boss ladies to get used to get used to planning ahead of time and actually go ahead and start creating a document in your Google Docs or in your Microsoft Word, a, a document that says holiday marketing campaign, okay? I want you to start that document. And the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about what flagship product could you market during this holiday season, okay? Everybody has to have a flagship product, right? And that's very important. You may market and sell more than one thing during the holiday season, but there is one product that is more popular than the other or that you feel would be more popular than the others, and that is the product that you're going to pull out and make that your flagship product. Your, all of your marketing is going to be built around that particular product. You're going to do videos about that product. You're going to do have some different graphics made for that product. You're going to do some different things for that product, okay? This is very, very key. Why? Because you want to stay ahead of the curve and you want to be ready to push everything out no later than October 15th. You want to be ready to push your holiday marketing out, right? And um, in October, your holiday marketing will start with like some early bird sales around your flagship product. So now is the time. Now is the time for you to either... Start looking for a flagship product that you think would be really great, or it's time for you to choose the, the service or the product that you have in your business that seems to be moving faster than all of the others, and that will become your flagship product. So again, this is very key, and I'm assigning this to you, and this is one of the first things that you need to go ahead and start doing because you want to take your time with it. You want to make sure that this is the flagship product that you want to push out. And for those of you who are in a service business, 
You can do your service business, but you may even want to find a retail product, something that involves the type of service that you have. You may even want to find a product that's complementary of what you do from a service perspective, right? And you may want to also have that product for sale. So now is the time for you to start researching, for you to start figuring that out. So I want to challenge all of you to go ahead and make that a priority and to start doing that now. On next Monday, I will start introducing to you information that you need to gather and pull together for the holiday marketing campaign you will need to plan. But what I am assigning all of you right now is I want you to start thinking about your flagship product, right? Very, very key. The other thing that I want to remind you of as well, because usually it gets really busy for all of us as businesswomen with family, holiday activities, and then, you know, planning our holiday campaigns, but we also have to think about our strategy for 2021, right? We have to start getting that together. And usually, this is also the time that you start thinking about your strategic planning and what it is that you're going to do for the rest of this year and then what you're going to roll into 2021 and have going. The big thing you need to understand about strategy is that It normally takes you about 90 days to really plan and implement and get things ready Um, because, you know, say, for example, if you want to plan a whole sales campaign, it's not just the information that you need, but you have to set up your shopping carts. You have to set up your email autoresponders. You have to have graphics made. There are several things that have to get done. And so, You can't wait until the last minute and then think that all of that stuff is going to get done. It does not work that way. So this is why I have such a desire for all of you to become productivity queens and be proactive in everything that you do because it's necessary in order to see a higher level of success. It's 1221 after the hour, and for those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. This is Trina Newby, your business success coach, and I want to thank all of you for listening to the show, and especially all of our longtime listeners, and if you are new to the show, don't go anywhere. Make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. And if you are new to the show and you're not familiar with who we are and what we do, well, then let me just quickly share with you that Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. And so again, we're on every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And my goal is that I provide you with information that you will always be able to put to use right away. It's not something that you can just, you know, oh, you got this information, but you're not quite sure how to get it started. I try my very best to provide the type of information that as soon as the show is over, if you wanted to, you can go and start planning and putting that information to good use. And that's what it's all about. I remember I used to listen to a lot of um 
radio shows, business shows. I used to listen to a lot of seminars and different things. Um, And one of the things that used to just bug the crap out of me, ladies, is that the person would always sound so good, but the information, it, it wasn't all there. It wasn't all there. They would never give the information. And they would say they're going to give ways to do a certain thing, but then by the time they got to the end of the radio show, it was always some type of selling point, but they never, never gave the information. And so one of the things I promised myself that I wanted to do when I started Successful Woman Radio Show more than 10 years ago is that I wanted to always be able to give back. Give back to business women. Give back to women who need good, solid information and not expect anything in return. Just give it from, from love. And having that mindset, having that attitude has um, just blessed me in so many ways. But the biggest blessing that it has given me is that I have been able to pursue my purpose and my passion, and I have been able to give it freely and not uh, be so obsessed with money that I was going to hold back that information and try to make people buy something to the point to where they didn't get the quality to even make an informed decision. And so Successful Woman Radio has always been about quality information and making sure that you have what you need at the end of every show. And I'm glad for that. I want to go ahead now and move into some things I want you to be thinking about as far as marketing. Marketing is changing. Um, and, and let me just let me back up and say marketing is changing as far as the platforms that are being used to market with. The concept of marketing has never changed. The system of marketing has never changed. And that is marketing is an attraction system. It is a, it is a group of techniques and strategies that you use to attract others to what you have. And once they knock on that door and say, hey, I want to inquire, I want information about this product, well, that's when sales actually takes over. And so you actually have to have two systems in business. You have to have a marketing system. And then once they knock on the door, once they sh- they inquire, then you have to have a sales system to take it all the way through, close out, close the sales so they, that they can become a customer or a client. Well, one of the things that I want you to know and understand, and this is interesting, this was put out by the Direct Marketing Association. And so for most micro business owners, small business owners, these are individuals that are still bringing in less than uh, $250,000 a year. Believe it or not, word of mouth marketing is still the number one way that these individuals um, in this category, $250,000 a year or less, are bringing in the money. They are still doing word of mouth marketing. Now, mind you, word of mouth marketing is not necessarily you always directly talking to an individual. It could be at a networking event. It could it could be that you have evangelists out there, other people evangelizing your business and letting other people know about your business and sharing the good word about your business. 
Um, it could be, again, networking. It could be you speaking, doing webinars, because that's still considered word-of-mouth marketing. If you do a webinar, 100 people attend the webinar, and in the webinar, you're able to display your authenticity and your credibility, and then people say, I want to work with you. It's still word-of-mouth marketing, right? So it's important for you to understand that word-of-mouth marketing is still powerful. It is still strong. Now, the way in which word-of-mouth marketing is being done these days is a lot different because it used to be a lot of telephone sales, one-on-one telephone sales. It used to be a lot of networking events. But now what is going on in the word-of-mouth marketing industry is that you're seeing more webinars, you're seeing more videos, right? You're seeing more interactions, more Facebook lives, you're seeing those type of things, but they are still considered word of mouth marketing. And so this is something that you need to understand and that you need to know. And so as we move into the second half of the year, it's important for you to understand that you've got to develop a strategic plan and you've got to set your goals so that you can have some results for the rest of this year. And, you know, one of the things that I notice uh, uh, sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes with us as businesswomen is that we want to give up because it's halfway through the year. And some of you might be saying, well, you know, it's been the quarantine. I've got all these kids at home, or I've got my teenagers at home. Or I've had to do so much. Or I've been bombed out or stressed out about the quarantine that I haven't been able to get anything done. Well, this is what I want to say to all of you who have felt that way. It is time for you to put on your big girl panties. It is time for you to take a deep breath and put your CEO hat on and let's get moving, right? Get your behind up. Let's get moving. That's right. I said it because there should be no excuses. We cannot allow ourselves to be stunted or to allow something even like the quarantine to impact us to the point to where we are not able to bring in an income for ourselves. As a matter of fact, those of us who are in business are sometimes in a better position right now because we are used to working virtually. We're, we're used to the internet. We're used to making things happen. Whereas a lot of women who are the uh, full-time nine to fivers, they're not used to that. And they're trying to figure out how they can bring in money because they've been either laid off or, um, or they're trying to figure out what else they can do additionally to bring in those streams of income, but they're not used to working virtually. So for those of us who've been used to working virtually, this is a blessing, and we have to make sure that we take advantage of the blessing uh, and that we have that we've been used to, right? So very, very important. So here's some things as you, as you consider looking at how are you going to strategize for the rest of this year and moving on into 2021, these are some things that I want you to take a look at. Okay, first of all, the first step I want you to take a look at is to understand your product or service and the customers that will be purchasing from you. Okay, now this sounds simple, but plenty of research in your business industry is a must. You've got to figure out how you can attract individuals to what you have to offer them 
And you've got to figure out who who would purchase it from you. So if you've never built what is called uh, a character profile or an avatar, if you've never really just jot down some bullet points of your typical customer, who are they, male or female? How much do they normally make per year? Um, if you haven't jotted down all of those types of things, then guess what? It's time for you to do that right now. Understanding your industry, understanding your market is the first step that you need to have into creating a strategy for yourself. Here's the next step that you must go under. Step two is that you've got to understand what your competitive edge is about your service or your product. Now, I do want to tell you this, and this is something that I've gone back and forth on and I've talked with a lot of people and I've looked at what makes people successful. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to tell you a secret that makes people very successful when it comes to looking at what makes them different from other businesses, what gives them a competitive edge. And it it works. And it seems to work when they do this one particular thing, it works more than anything else, and that is is branding yourself, having a brand around yourself along with your business, not being scared to have a photo shoot and take pictures of yourself and your product and you using your product or take pictures of yourself and, you know, uh, create special quotes and affirmations and different things around uh, you as a service provider. Um, it's very, very important. Why is that? Because it is the truest form of competitive edge that you can have. When you are when you are indeed the brand, when you brand yourself and brand around another your your, your service or your product and you you form a joint partnership between yourself and your service or your product and you get yourself out there People are going to remember you and people are going to trust you. And the other thing is, is that it's way harder to compete with someone who is branding themselves and showing their picture, showing themselves holding their product or showing themselves as they present their service. It's very difficult to compete with someone when it's them because it's only one of you. And so we have to move past the fear in order to brand our own selves and make things happen for ourselves. And we cannot hide behind the product or hide behind the service. Now, I want to let you know that some larger marketing firms who who work with large multi-million dollar corporations or companies, the funny thing is, is that they will say, you know, be careful about branding yourself because when you get ready to sell your company, you can't you can't sell yourself. And yet, what's really interesting, okay? What's really really interesting? I know all of you guys remember the Pine Saw commercials with the black lady, a little bit heavy set with braids, and she was the Pine Saw lady, right? And she would be like, "Yeah, honey, Pine Saw is what you need." I know you guys remember her. Well, the reason why they created this whole character is because they were trying to create a competitive edge. And what gave them the competitive edge was the Pine Saw lady. 
That's what gave them the competitive edge so that people started trusting her and what she was saying. So they realized that they needed a representation of a human being and that it wasn't going to cut it just to have the pine saw in a bottle. Okay, and so let's take that example and take that understanding of that's what happens and use it on ourselves and become our own competitive edge. You guys understand what I'm saying? You are your best ticket. You are your best competitive edge. And so you have to make a decision that you're not going to allow fear to, to hold you back from putting yourself in the spotlight and putting yourself out there and creating a joint force with your company so that you can create a better brand for your business. Now, when I talk about branding yourself, it's, it's about deciding on the look that you want to have, how you want to wear your hair, the colors that you want to wear, um, your expressions, your your phrases, your slogans, and being very careful on social media not to get out of character, um, not not to um, let them see you in another way, okay? That's very, very important. I'll give you a big point on that, okay? I'll give you a big point. Okay, so this happened a long time ago, okay? This happened when... Um, Maybe about seven or eight years ago when Michael Bayesden was on the air, many of you may remember he was a real popular radio show um, on, on live radio, and he used to do this show called uh, Live with Michael Bayesden, and he also had a, a kind of like a, a, a online community. Hundreds of thousands of people were in this online community, and I knew this one person that was branding herself as a pastor, right? But for some reason, she started not only branding herself as a pastor, but the clothing that she had on, she was showing her cleavage. And one, in one graphic, she was laying stretched out with a, uh, a nude bodysuit on that was the same color as her skin, so it looked like she was naked. And the two just didn't match. You wouldn't think that a female that's a pastor would be showing herself in such a way, right? So it, it destroyed her brand completely. So many complaints, so many people writing in and saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is not who you should be representing and, you know, just the whole nine yards. And so it was just really interesting. And I gave that example just to say that when you are branding yourself, it's not that you're supposed to be fake right? You don't have to be dressed up all the time or anything like that. People need to see the authentic, real you. It's just that now you're branding and you are focusing specifically on who you are and what you do. So people don't always necessarily need to see you doing something irrelevant to what you're trying to represent. So a lot more goes into branding, and I'm going to be having some guests on that's going to be talking about branding um, within this next 30 days. And so I'm very, very excited about individuals who are really wanting to help us to understand better about branding itself. So I said step two was understand what makes your product or service different, right? Because regardless of how much competition you have, there's only one you. Now, step three in and some things I want you to think about in strategically marketing yourself and getting yourself out there is make sure you have set your marketing foundation with a good logo, your business name, 
and you have a catchphrase that will identify what your business is or what your business does, okay? Just having a business name, Johnson & Associates, does not tell anyone who you are or what you do. So you will have to have, for example, a catchphrase that might go with Johnson & Associates, right? Um, Johnson Associates might be uh, massage therapist, you know, or Atlanta's number one massage therapist, you know, something like that. And then step four, take the time to create your marketing strategy, ladies, based on your research and customer needs. And so you really do have to take the time to brainstorm and research. And sometimes women have this tendency to want everything like right now, and they don't want to take that time to research. But this is what it really, really pays off, okay? It pays off. And so I want you to remember that. Also, as you're planning out your strategy, I also want to remind you that you have got to create a communication system that allows you to stay sticky to your current or previous clients and your prospects, okay? The old saying, 80% of your business comes from 20% of your current clients, guess what? That really is true. This is why gathering contact information on your clients is so very important. Now, your current clients know who you are, so you don't have to spend time trying to brand yourself with them, but what you do have to spend time doing is building a relationship with them and letting them know that you have not forgotten them. So staying sticky simply means to keep in front of or stay in touch with, right? So here are some ways you can do that. Now, you're, you might be thinking um, email has gone out of the door and everybody is no longer doing emails. Everyone is doing, you know, texting and they're doing all these other forms of marketing. And while that may be true, let me tell you, email is still ruling, okay? Email is still considered the number one way people are marketing online. And so with that said, what you need to understand, though, is that people have gotten a lot smarter about email. And so people will unsubscribe from you very quickly if they feel that what you are providing them is a lot of fluff, but not a lot of value. So you have to have a value-driven e-newsletter. And what that means is that you really want to have um, information that they'll be able to put to use, you know, for themselves. Let's say, for example, if you are a fitness coach, well, you're going to talk about, you know, some ways to lose weight, but you also may want to give some really good recipes that are lower in calories and lower in carbs, but it's easy to fix. Or you may want to do a video uh, collection of recipes that that um, you give people access to for free. You know, they may only be, you know, five to 10 minutes at length, but this gets people trusting who you are. And then while you're cooking, you can talk a lot about ways to lose the weight and what they may want to check out, right? So again, these are the type of e-newsletters you want to have. You also want to make sure that you provide discount coupons off of services that you normally don't give discounts to. So when people subscribe to your e-newsletters, when they join your free membership, you want to make sure that those are the ones that you are rewarding. Those are the individuals that you are sticky with and staying in front of. And so a really good ratio to practice is either 60-40 or 70-30. 
60% non-related but interesting info or 70% non-related but interesting info, and then 40% about you, your service product, um, sales that you're having or 30% about your service products and sales that you have, okay? So you can choose 60-40 ratio or 70-30 ratio. You also want to get in the habit of doing some things that have been traditional, but we have let them go, uh, but we need to pick them back up again, such as a handwritten note that someone would get in the, in the mail, letting them know how much you appreciate them being a customer, or a phone call, uh, seeing how they are doing and asking them um, if they would like a particular special offer, okay? And if you can't do it, you can always hire a virtual assistant and create a script and train her to do it and make sure that she has um, a loving um, tonality to her voice so that they know that the sincerity is coming through. You also don't forget about direct mail postcards, coupons, letters, and flyers as well, promotional items and giveaways. The key here is to make sure that you are consistent across the board. So you really shouldn't have to come up with anything separate for Facebook, for LinkedIn, or Twitter, um, and then something for your email campaigns. Everything should be the same going all the way across your workflow system, okay? And then I want to also remind you as well is that you've got to figure out a way that you're going to hold yourself accountable to all of this, right? And so the first thing you have to do is you have to say, well, I hear what Trina is saying. I've got to create a marketing strategy, a system that's going to help make me more money. And so the first thing that I need to do is I need to work on my commitment level. I need to be 100% in. I need to buy in on this. And this is very, very important because when, you're, when you don't buy in on something, when you, and, and this is what I have learned. It's one thing to listen to me and to hear me say it and to agree with it, but you may not be agreeing with it for yourself. You may just be saying, yeah, Trina, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying, and I agree that that's what needs to be done. But then you may not be agreeing with it for yourself to the point to where you are going to take action on that this week. And so I want to encourage you is to become that woman of action. I want you to listen to Successful Woman Radio, ladies, and I want you to figure out how you can put this information to work for yourself. So I just got through talking about some, you know, five ways to develop a marketing strategy and some things that you need to think about. And I want to go right on into three ways to increase your productivity because that's so very, very key, okay? So first of all, let me just set the pace for productivity. You know, what does productivity actually mean? You know, why is productivity um, such an important thing and why are people um, into productivity and talking about productivity. Well, let's take a look at what uh, the dictionary says productivity is. The dictionary says that productivity is the state or quality of producing something. It's the effectiveness of productive effort, right? It, it, it should be measured. It's the effectiveness of productivity or product, productive measure, 
And that is why it's so important. It's because it, when, you, when you're productive with something, it usually can be measured. You usually can see results. So productivity is very, very important. I think it's key for you to understand that in order for you to see results, and to have more positive and favorable results is that you're going to have to get more productive. So the one thing that I want you guys to know, okay, before we even talk about, again, the three ways to increase your productivity, the one thing that I want you to know and understand is that as the CEO of your company, you're responsible for three very important things that have to happen in your business if you didn't know it, Right. Three important things. Those three important things is that you're responsible for setting the vision and goals of your company. You're responsible for the marketing direction in your company, and you're responsible for the sales, setting the sales goals in your company, okay? So vision, goals, marketing, and sales, those three areas are Huge. They are key. And that's really where your focus needs to be at. And whenever you don't have your focus on those areas, the business will not grow. So it's oftentimes that women are attracted to a lot of busy work in their businesses, but that busy work may not be helping you to move your business to the next level and to efficiently grow. And that's what you need to understand. So the top three things that you have to keep your mind on is you have to keep your mind on vision and goals. You have to keep your mind on marketing. What is your marketing strategy, the foundation of your marketing plan? And you have to keep your mind on sales. What's your sales goals? What's your sales strategy? How will you close the sale? Those three things, those three areas are key and you have to hold those three areas priority hands down. So while there may be a lot of stuff in your workflow, a lot of administrative things that have to get done, those things that I just mentioned are priority. They should be held as the top things that you should be focusing on every single day. Okay, so what that means is is that when it's um when it comes to whether or not you should be, you know, uh, writing an e-newsletter or doing some marketing and making some phone calls, some follow-up phone calls of people who said they were interested in your business, hands down, the phone calls, the marketing and the phone calls is more important, although the e-newsletter may be some form of marketing, you've got more direct things that you need to be taking care of, okay? So that's key, and I don't want you to lose sight of that. I never want you guys to lose sight and and not understand what should be held most priority in your business, okay? So if you don't have a marketing plan, if you have not really created a good workflow, a workflow system for yourselves, I really want you guys to be scheduling a coaching session with me so we can discuss that and figure out a way to make that happen for you sooner than later, okay? Now, with that said, as far as productivity are concerned, I'm going to give you what productivity should be from a CEO perspective, an owner's perspective, okay? So the first thing that should be happening in your business every day is that you should be having a bird's eye view of your business every single day. Now, what is a bird's eye view? Think about it. When a bird is up in the air, 
before it lands to catch a worm or see something, it has a bird's eye view of the whole area. And that's what you should be having is a a bird's eye view of your whole business. You should be knowing how many leads actually came into the business, what type of sales were created in the business, right? How how many um, new customers or clients do you have for the week? What's on the follow-up? What, what needs to be followed up on, right? You, you should be knowing all of those things and have a bird's eye view. How much money is in the checking account? You should be able to look at your balance sheet and take a look to make sure that everything is going well and that you have a profit or you're breaking even, but you're not in the red. So these things are key. And when you don't have your eye on these things, guess what? A lot of stuff falls by the wayside and you begin to play the game of business, but you're actually not in business. So this is why it's so key to understand that what's going to get you more productive is when you focus on the most important things. And to do that, you must have a bird's eye view. Now, What is going to help you to have a bird's eye view and help you to remember all of this? Well, you got to have a system, whether it's a paper system or it's an electronic system. In this day and time, I don't have anything against anyone who still likes to use paper planners, that they're still effective. And the one thing I want to let you know is, is that whether you decide to use an online resource or whether you decide to go with a paper calendar or planner, The biggest thing that you need to understand is please stick with it. Stop going back and forth. Stick with it, okay, Um, because it's not going to help you. I've had so many people say, well, what's the best one? The best one is the one you're going to stick with. It might not be as effective as some, but you're not going to be effective at all if you're switching back and forth between the two. The other thing is is you cannot divide your calendar. You can't have 20 different paper calendars. Um, one for the kids, one for your husband, one for yourself, one for working out. One, everything has to be on one calendar for you, okay? And then you can then use color codes or something else to determine whether or not it's, um, it's for the kids or it's for business or what have you. So that's very, very key. So one of the things that I recommend, I'm going to go ahead and jump on over to the online version of a planner, and I'm going to talk about Google Calendar and some of the things that you are able to do with Google Calendar, Okay. So with Google Calendar, what you're able to do is besides having your regular calendar, Google also allows you to create multiple calendar views within the one account, okay? So what you can do is you can create a planning calendar. And on your planning calendar, that can become your strategy, your goal calendar. And in that, you can create and set milestones and deadlines of things you want to accomplish by a certain date. You can back up and then start looking at the different tasks that would have to be created by that point, right? And you can identify those milestones and set deadlines and set your goals and set dates so that when it's time to transfer over to your regular calendar, you can do that easily, but you also have a planning calendar that allows you to have a bird's eye view sometimes and see things, right? Another way to have a bird's eye view as well is to use what's called a CRM, a Customer Relationship Management System. Um, there are quite a few of them out there, 
And what a CRM allows you to do is number one, it has you, it allows you to have a place for all of your contacts so that you, you can make notes on your contacts. You can keep up with what you emailed your contacts and what have you. So that really comes handy with sales as well. But also it has a system for tasks. And it allows you to set tasks for yourself and notifications and reminders so you can hold yourself accountable, which is very, very important, right? And so a good CRM that you guys may want to take a look at that I like is called Capsule CRM. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E CRM. It's very simple CRM, but it works. It's very effective. It's very simple and clean. And it allows you to keep up with your sales. It allows you to have a sales pipeline. It allows you to um, have good records on your contacts. And it also has a good to-do tasking system and calendar. And they both can be tied into your Google calendar as well. So that's what's so special about it. Um, uh, Capsule CRM has a really good free side, right? Um, and, and that's one of the things I like about Capital CRM. It's very clean and it allows you to have a um, it allows you to have an account and be fully functional with that actual account without you having to pay any money. And then when you're ready to pay, uh, their you know their fees are very, very reasonable fees fees that you wouldn't mind upgrading to if you needed to, right? And so, again, you can check out Capsule CRM by going to C-A-P-S-U-L-E-C-R-M.com, okay? Now, in addition to having that bird's eye view, accountability, having a planning calendar as well as a regular calendar, and I talked about that, how to, how to do that in Gmail with your Google Calendar, the next productivity that I think is very key that a lot of people don't think about, and that is that it's, it's not good to try to be too multitasking. And or In other words, you're trying to do multiple tasks within the same hour or within the same time frame. I want you guys to stay away from multitasking because it has ruined us. Okay, it has caused so many problems. And I know as women, that's what we're good at because we're mamas, right? We we are nurturers by nature. But multitasking does not help you to get more things done. It confuses everything. To get one thing done at a time. So for this week, identify the one thing that you've been trying to get done for like the last two weeks. And that's the only thing you need to focus on until you get it done, right? Um, but just make sure whatever that is, is that it's supporting one of the three things that are priority, marketing, sales, or your vision and goals. Make sure that it's supporting one of those three things, because if it's not, then you just need to, to eliminate it altogether and pick up something that is important and supporting one of those three things, right? Very, very key. But it, it the multitasking can really cause more harm than good. And so there's a time and a place for multitasking, um, but certainly running your business and trying to be more productive is not one of those places, right? So I want you guys to think about that, very much so. The other thing I want you to think about, too, is I want you guys to have the fact that you have regular work time, okay? This means that you, you should have um, time periods that you work two-hour blocks. In a 
then a break. Two-hour block and then a break, right? Now, every hour you should be standing for 10 minutes and doing nothing. Standing for 10 minutes, drinking water, hydrating your body, standing and stretching for a minute. And then every two hours you should stop completely what you're doing, walk away from it, and move to something else, okay? And so, again, that's a more effective way because it's, it's allowing you, when you have a scheduled time that you work every single day you're gonna, and you're committed to it, you're going to get more done in that time frame because you have to because you've already set that time frame for yourself. So what I want you to think about is think about, when you're most productive, when you seem to get most things done. For some people, especially moms, it's become such a habit now to get things done when they put the kids down. But I want you to think about other times because if you're tired and you're still pushing through, you're not going to be as productive. So I want you to think about when is the most productive time for you? Is it between 5 and 9, uh, 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning? That's four hours that everything is um, quiet in the house, the kids are still down, you can you can work. What is your best time, the most effective time for you? Whatever it is, you need to be committed to it and you need to stick with it. However, depending upon the type of business you have, that may not be possible if everybody that you need to speak with is available during the regular office hours of 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So that would be one thing that you have to take a look at. But there you have it, the three ways to increase your productivity. One is learning to have a bird's eye view, using a planning calendar in addition to your regular calendar. Um, and again, uh, your regular calendar is your primary calendar that everything runs off of, but the planning calendar just allows you to have a bird's eye view of all of your planning. And Google Calendar easily allows you to do that within the same account. And then um, if you're looking for a good CRM, check out Capsule CRM. And again, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Manager. Um, take a look at that and see if that's not something. Sign up for the free Capsule CRM and play with it a little bit and see if it's not something that can allow you to have a bird's eye view. The one thing I like about Capsule is that it's going to, whatever you've identified as a to-do items, it's going to let you know what you've got to get done that morning. It'll, it'll have it right there when you click on the app. It tells you what you've got to do, and it's a, a great way to hold yourself accountable. So again, bringing up these things so that they are very helpful to you. Well, ladies, that's all I have for today. I certainly hope that you have liked the Successful Woman Radio Show today and that I have given you that information that you can put to use right away. It is my desire that you will want to stay connected with the show and be a part of the family of businesswomen that have for years become longtime listeners, okay? And I just want to say it is my desire to really provide information that's really going to help you get to that next level generate that six-figure income. Remember, success is yours for the taking. So here's to a positive week full of positive choices that yield you favorable results. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.